listening to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Today, I am so excited for you all to meet and get to know Janie Dixon of Jane Allen Designs. She was born in North Carolina, and after attending the University of Mississippi, she went to New York City to pursue her love and passion for retail. She worked with Kate Spade, J. Crew, but then her boyfriend proposed, and she was once again transplanted to the deep south of Shreveport, Louisiana. Janie grew up playing in her mom's closet and in her grandmother's jewelry box, which led to her passion for jewelry. She believes that accessories can either make or break an outfit, and the good thing about accessories, they always fit, no matter how much our bodies change. She isn't afraid to be trendy, but thinks it's always easier to be classic, and that's just what Jane Allen Designs is. And when she isn't designing jewelry, she's helping clients through her styling business. So please, join us now as we say it Southern with Janie Dixon of Jane Allen Designs. Hey, Janie, thank you for coming on Say It Southern today. Hi, I'm so excited. This is going to be so much fun. We're excited to talk to you kind of face-to-face, in person, if you will, because you have been a longtime supporter of Say It Southern, and we appreciate that so much. And for us, it's been fun because we've been following you for two years now to go from, to watch your jewelry and to go and watch you and your business kind of evolve into this so much, something so much bigger. Oh, well, thanks. Well, it's been definitely a journey, but... um, Y'all got me through COVID, definitely with your podcast. (laughs) You're so sweet. Well, you got us through with all the jewelry you kept sending us, so that was (laughs) happy mail. Um, Really, though, you have been such a, is so there through all of our podcasts and commenting and liking and just engaging with us, and we appreciate it so much. And people think we don't listen or pay attention to that stuff, but it's really our lifeblood. So we're so thankful for you and, and really what has grown into be a friendship. So... Tell us how this whole thing started. Tell us about your jewelry. Yes. Well, um, it kind of, so I got my first job at 15 and working retail. And then, um, you know, that kind of brought me into the whole merchandising accessory world because the store that I worked for, that was their big things that you can have a blank canvas, but then you need the finishing touch. Um, and then, um, I was a personal shopper and, or I guess I still am a personal shopper and stylist. And so I kept going into clients' closets and we needed kind of that in-between, um, look between, um, something that wasn't fine jewelry or didn't have the price point of fine jewelry, but then looked a little bit higher level than costume. And, um, and also again, of course the price point. So that kind of just kept, kept seeing that void. So that's where, Jane Allen started with filling that, um, bridging the gap between heirloom and costume concept. Mm-hmm. What's your background in? Did you go to school? I mean, what are you fashion? What's your... So I went to Ole Miss and I was actually a hospitality management major. Courtney, oh. I thought of you with events. Yes. But no, it's kind of, I did that, but I always loved fashion, fashion and always loved, um, styling. And so then, um, I did the, the hospitality management so I could do the business classes and then upper level like costume construction and rendering. 
And every summer I spent up in New York doing different internships. Um, I did trim one summer, literally like picked out buttons all summer. And then I, um, then I was Vera Wang's design intern, which was quite comical, um, for me to do that. And then, um, worked for Kate Spade and then, um, ended up being a personal shopper for the corporate store J Crew. And so, kind of all of that, um, led me to kind of really trying to understand what a woman wanted and what she actually really needed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, y'all wore my jewelry. I feel like, and Sarah, you've been super complimentary about, um, wearing it. It's just, it just kind of works. Like it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It just kind of finishes it off and it's easy to wear. So, um, that, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my background, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get more into that with more specific questions, but yeah. So fashion has always been part of your life, obviously. Yes. My mom, um, my mom is not into fashion. Ironically, my sister, um, like works out in Utah and could care less. But for me, I have literally played dress up since day one. Like, (laughs) um, my aunt forgot my birthday one time and she gave me her wedding dress, um, her from her. Um, and, and anyway, I literally was playing dress up. Um, and a dress at starting at age three. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is like a dream get gift as a girl. What? Oh, I definitely. My parents had this arbor in the backyard with roses, and I like literally, you know, yeah. You, pl- you played, played wedding, wedding, played bride, played bride, played dress up. Uh-huh. I know that's kind of random, but yeah. Did you so have any fashion? Has been my thing. Did mm-hmm. you have any neighborhood boys to play groom, or who was the groom? Would you get your sister to be the groom? You know, I never had a groom, but I will tell you, and I'm mortified thinking about it. So my parents live across the street from a park and they would, people would take their bridal portraits all like all the time. Well, who would go over there and watch them in her own wedding dress? (laughs) Watch them. I kid you not. And I'd like look at their flowers and sometimes I'd take their bouquet. Like, oh my gosh, awful. But anyway, yeah. And you grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then um, by way of Oxford, Mississippi, and New York. Now I've ended up in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, so. girl. Just all over the South. Mm-hmm. You know, all over it. So when COVID hit, I know I hate bringing this up every podcast, but it it's just so such a part of where we've been the last year. How did that change what you have been doing? Because you came back to Shreveport, you started your jewelry company, and, I mean, obviously we love your things. What happened when everything got shut down. Oh, it was everything shut down. Like literally my entire world, we were on our second year of business and we were about to start, you know, really doing new orders. We were about to new designs, all of this. And literally my manufacturer just completely shut its doors and was zero communication. Like, Oh, we'll get back to you in eight weeks. Oh, we'll get back to, and it just was like, Okay, so we're going to make lemonade out of lemons. And, um, and yeah, unfortunately, we or not unfortunately, because I look back at it and everything's a blessing, but, um, but we had to pivot. And so that kind of brought to, um, I don't know if y'all probably remember this, but I started sharing more pictures of things that inspired me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that kind of gained some traction. And then people started asking me more questions about what I was doing. And, um, yeah, so COVID... COVID was tough. It was a first really hard couple of weeks because like I said, we were in our second year of business and that was like, you know, I mean the first three years of business, that's your make or break. And, um, we just had to pivot. That's all. Mm -hmm. So where does that put your jewelry now? 
So we are right now, we, I'll tell you, I just got the first replenishment of something that I ordered, oh gosh, a month after COVID hit. So last April, literally I got it about two months ago. Mm -hmm. So almost a year for production. Mm -hmm. Wow. Crazy. And I I probably could find different manufacturers, but I really liked the connection that I had with mine. And, um, or I, at the time, you know, I liked, they were a family business. They've been in business for over a hundred years, kind of thought process. And so um, I didn't take the time to research new places because I thought, okay, we're going to get out of this pretty soon. I mean, you know, things surely are going to go back to normal. Well, they didn't, but anyway. Um, so yeah, majority now we're sticking, we've got some great basics, um, and things are really building on that, but then there'll be a few new designs, hopefully that will come out, um, in the next year, but really kind of, I think there's onward and upward with other ideas and things that are happening for us. So, yeah, you do have so much happening for you. What? So tell us what's going on, because I, like you just mentioned, watched the jewelry on Instagram and then it, all of a sudden it started being becoming more tablescapes, tablescapes and beautiful dresses. dresses. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm her soul sister. She doesn't even know it. Like I love everything, everything. It's just beautiful. Um, so we have always, from day one, have always asked the question, what is the Jane Allen girl doing? And, um, that's kind of what we started doing with, with our pivot. It's like showcasing not just the jewelry and pictures of that, but really like the tablescape behind the picture with just the girl in the bracelet kind of idea. And, um, and I've always loved entertaining. I've always, you know, being a good Southerner, my, we grew up always having people over at our house. And so, um, anyway, I, I kind of just let people more into my world and, um, and really kind of. I guess became more comfortable with kind of sharing who I was and what all that made up who I was, not just the jewelry side. And, um, it's really turned out to be a good, good choice. So, um, but yeah. So we saw that you had an article on the traditionalist. Tell us, tell us about that. Oh yeah. Um, sorry. I feel like I'm not answering all the questions fully, but um, yes, I am a contributor for The Traditionalist now, which is really fun. Um, so Phelps just launched her whole big um, new editorial, online editorial, and I was super honored to be one of the eight girls that was asked. Um, and That's so, amazing. I was excited, but um, I do the style and entertaining contributor, and, um, you know, like this past month that just came out, I just virtually planned four different alfresco parties for people and kind of... Um, if you look back at some of the previous months, we've only, she just launched in April. So I've only, um, done three segments now, but, um, the first two, I did actual parties and showcased an actual party that happened. But, um, this last one, I really kind of wanted for people to be more inspired and kind of take it their own rendition of it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been a really fun thing. We've had some really great feedback with that. Um, I've had a few brands, like we just did a collaboration with No One Alike Candles. Um, Kim did some marbleized candles. I don't know if y'all, y'all probably saw them. I actually, we sold out of them before I could put them on the website, which was crazy. Um, I have a few of the pink left, but, um, but not enough to really stock inventory on. But, um, anyway, so I did that. And then, um, we've got a few more conversations coming up with some other different people that, kind of might lead into, again, um, more from a creative directory standpoint versus, um, like event planning, like you, Courtney, Mm. but yeah. So I don't know. I've got a lot of things, um, hats in the, in the thing. It's like, my husband's like, what are we going to do today? (laughs) (laughs) Who 
are you today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like my wardrobe. What's my personality? Okay, so that is my next question. Who are you? Are you a stylist? Are you an entrepreneur? Or do you do a little bit of everything? You know, that's a really great question. Um, I I am, I would say out of all of those listed, I'm a stylist that then likes to share what her kind of secrets are, which is one of them being the jewelry and or then kind of what kind of resources I have with that. But more so I'm a mom right yeah. now. That's yeah. just kind of the phase that I'm in and, um, and really kind of how I can wear all those different hats, um, but still be the mom that I want to be. I know that's kind of a crazy question, but that's, that's where we are Mm -hmm. and that's who we are. And I think that's what makes this podcast and guests like you so relatable because we are all, we only have 24 hours in the day. (laughs) So we got it. Something's always suffering. So it's just, you got to decide what you can manage within the 24 hours. I mean, we talk about it all the way home from Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Just there's no such thing as balance. Right. Well, and you know, like my husband and I, so when we first launched our first season, we did a um, trunk show with Tucker Nug, mm-hmm. and it's really great. It was awesome. Um, and we were going to go live with product for Christmas. And honestly, I just wasn't prepared for it. You know, I just wasn't. And so my husband and I had that conversation. We sat down and um, we we're like, you know, what's our biggest priority right now? And is this kind of everything comes at the expense of another? And um, that's just not not what I want to do, you know, and mm-hmm. I have a six, four and two year old. Mm-hmm. So life is busy and they need me and, um, I only get one shot. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's I love that. I love that. So because of that, because we're moms and all that, sometimes we put ourselves at the bottom of the list, right? And so people like you are so valuable and figuring out our style and what we, what we, who we are and how, we're our biggest bumper sticker is basically what, what does it say on your thing? What does it say? Yeah. We're our own bumper sticker. (laughs) So how do we, how do we do that as busy moms? How do we find time for us and how do we style ourselves? Know who we are. Well, I think the biggest question that I ask all of my clients is what's your real lifestyle? Because, you know, we all want to be this certain person or we all want to dress a certain way, or we have this idea in our mind of who we want to be, but really when it comes down to it, um, a silk shirt and a baby don't really get along, you know? Yes. And so, um, some of my friends that are stylists in other places, they are like, Oh, I'll never let my clients be in workout wear. I'll never let them do this. And I'm like, you know, no, like I, I'm more pushing my clients to just be the best version of themselves. And like, if we're going to do workout wear, you're going to look darn cute in your workout wear, mm-hmm. you know? What I mean? And, um, I think it's just, um, as busy moms, we have to step back and say, what's going to fill up our tank and what's going to um, work for us rather than us work for it and, and then go from there, you know? So tell us then, how do we elevate that workout style? Yeah, because that's what we're living <laughs> because, in. Yeah. Summertime, well, you know. You know, it's been fun to see how fashion itself has completely embraced the athleisure wear. Um, you know, I mean, like we have so many more options than we used to. Um, but I think that the biggest thing is that are we putting that workout wear on because we are actually going to go work out? Are we really going to go, um, like, are we just running to go drop the kids off at school? Are we just doing it because we don't fit into our clothes that are in our closet? You know, like kind of getting to the root of that. But, um, I look at some of my clients with workout wear and say a comfortable cotton dress is just as easy as, you know, putting on some leggings and, and a t-shirt, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think the other thing that 
people really do is that they need to edit their workout wear faster than they realize. You know, nothing's more unattractive than in a worn out pair of leggings. On oh, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. How often do we need to be going through that? You know, I, so every season I tell my clients that we've got to go through and if you picked over it, we call it a Passover piece. Like if you've passed over it to wear something else, then it needs to go in a questionable category. Like you need to put it in just like, why am I keeping this? You know? And then if you kind of have that sentimental emotional attachment, which as women, we all do, we all have an emotional attachment to pieces, put it in a black trash bag. And then it's, it has to be black because you can't look at it. You can't do it. And if you forget about it, bye. Thanks for playing. See you later. Sarah, I like, I like that. that. That's yeah. me. That's what I need to do. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think, I mean, and that just, that's not just workout wear, but that's everything in your closet. You know, like we all have things that worked in a certain time and a certain weight or a certain whatever, but is it really what um, we want people to look at it as, as, if that makes sense, you know, like. If you're walking down the street and if somebody um, you haven't seen in a while, you run into them, are you going to feel good in what you're wearing? Most of the time when you're in your workout wear, probably not. I love how you said, too, that a closet is valuable real estate. Treat it accordingly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, we all wish we could have a huge wardrobe closet like we see on Pinterest or all of that. But but actuality, our closets kind of, I mean unless we're really fortunate, they're really small. And so like, if you have pieces in your closet that you're not wearing, it's taking up room for something else, you know? And like, I, I really love the concept of a French woman's closet with 10 pieces, but really that's just not real, um, for, for again, all of the personalities that I want to have. Um, but you know, we, we just need to edit and we need to continue to edit because then it makes it easier for us to like wake up, get dressed and get going, you know? One less decision. I do think it's true. The more you have, the more you just tend to wear the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of overwhelming. Like I'm not even going there. I don't have time to pick through all this. Let me just grab what I know. Grab what's right. here. What, grab what's there. Well, I, so when we first start cleaning out closets, I ask, like I create this profile for the client and I'm like, what's your go-to look? You know, and it might be jeans and a top. It might be an easy dress. It might be workout wear, but it's really like, making that because that's what needs to be in your front of your closet that is going to be accessible or you know or then if that's not what you want to wear whatever it is it needs to be right there because you're not going to have the time to fish through especially as busy moms you're not going to sit there and fish through in style you know Mm -hmm. just not Mm -hmm. so um that's also how I feel about jewelry especially the Jane Allen jewelry because it is it's not super fine you know but it's a it's it's not cheap either, you know, and it's kind of that happy medium where I have the earrings. I wear those every day because they go with everything. And I'm like, I don't even need all these other earrings really. Um, and they, they go with everything. So I do kind of feel like what you're saying is better to have just a few pieces that you love and that you wear that work with everything. Sarah could do a French woman's wardrobe. She could totally, she could do that. I could not do that. I, I need the personality. I'm like, I feel like jeans and a t-shirt today. Or then I feel like I need workout gear. And then like, no, I need a fucking dress. I need a dress. I, yeah, it's, it is about personality too. Well, it, it is totally about personality, but Sarah, that you just gave me the biggest compliment because no. I, I wanted my clients to do with their pieces, you know, like, there's somebody who will change their handbag every day, Courtney, or mm-hmm. there's somebody who will not change their handbag, you know, throughout the whole season. But like, 
wanted it right, Sarah. Well, but the thing is, is you've got to be able to have something that you still need to be able to put together if you don't have, you know, if you're somebody who has a lot of pieces in their closet, but don't have the time that day or somebody who just doesn't want to mess with it and just wants to go, we got to have something that just works. So that's where our design and our jewelry was something that had a little bit of interest, but yet still kind of disappeared, if that makes sense. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. perfect. It it is. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. The bangles, the rings, the earrings, I mean, everything is... Thank you. It's perfect. (laughs) So let me ask you about dressing seasonally, you know, because I always feel like this is something from a child, like what's in your color wheel and how do you dress seasonally? Should I, speaking of closets, be taking things that aren't necessarily in season out of my closet? So like you said, so you can make that quick decision about what to put on for the day, or do you need to see everything at one time? So, A, there's two questions to that. Where do you live? Like, for us in Shreveport, you can wear, I mean, it's hot all the time. So, I feel like you should keep your wardrobe on the same place. Um, If you're in somewhere that has drastic or true seasons, then I would really edit. There's no reason to have a wool sweater in your closet, you know, or, or a jacket or something like that, because it goes back to how big is your closet. Um, but I think, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, with shirts, for instance, like silk tops, you can put a long sleeve silk top with a pair of shorts in the summer and be super cute and, you know, and it works, but you're not going to wear those shorts when it's, um, I don't know, 30 degrees outside, you know, like, I think that's where it gets down to some people are like, you need to just put everything on a piece of paper and send that out or mail that out or whatever. And I'm like, but it's, it's such a personal experience with your closet because it is so much about where you live, what you're doing, who you are, um, that you can't, it doesn't all just fit into one little, like to answer one question directly like that, you know, um, personally me, I keep all of my clients or all of my stuff in one closet. Now, if something's like a super beach cover up, then Yes, it's got to go in the other closet because I don't have that space. But I don't either. I have more space for my shoes. Yes, (laughs) yes. So speaking of those, are you brand loyal? Like, do you believe that there are brands that kind of suit every person? Like if somebody said, I need a quick fix, I need a few quick tops, you know, I need tops that I can wear on date night, or I need tops that I can put under a blazer for work. Are do you, is there any place that you send people or does it depend? It kind of just depends on them, but I, I'm a big believer that if you go in your closet and you pull out the tops that you wear or like, or feel good in, there's going to be a trend. And so you kind of, in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, all of these tend to lead a little bit more boho, a little bit more colorful. I'm going to shop anthropology or I'm a little bit more preppy. I'm a little bit like your first shop, first destination should be like a J crew kind of, you know, from a, from a, that kind of standpoint. But I think the other side of it is of like when clients, when we pull things out of people's closets and they're like, I don't know how to wear this or something like that. I encourage my clients to go to these websites that you've liked or, um, that you've like, Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Or like a little small store, um, and go to it and, um, and really try to see how they've styled it or how they've worn it and then be inspired from that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, yeah. I, I kind of feel like I've answered your question, but from a loyalty standpoint, I try to figure out who the person, like what they like, you know, and I've, even with one client, um, she's, we were kind of having trouble figuring it out. I think she was one of my younger clients and her mom had encouraged or stepped in, um, to have a certain outfit and then she had a certain outfit. And so we, um, we created a Pinterest page and like anything that you like, 
like put it in there, whether it's a picture that inspires you from a vacation trip or something like that. And it's really interesting to see how people, they, they have a style, like you can see it, whether you don't realize it, but if you kind of then identify it, it's really easy to start shopping. Um, and then I also really encourage filters on like bigger stores or bigger places, like filter in your style or your size, filter in um, like what particular thing you're looking for. And then it kind of edits it automatically for you. That's, that's a, point. a very good, that's idea. A good point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you do, you get lost. Like when you, you go on there. Lost, overwhelmed and there's some really interesting fashion choices out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, then you start questioning yourself like, well, that's kind of cute on that model. Yeah. Could I pull off bike shorts? Yes. I don't know. And then just and call then like, no. one of your friends. And yeah. That turns into a piece that you have in your closet because you liked how they looked in it, but you're never like, you know? Yeah. And you just wasted some money. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking for a cocktail dress, bike shorts pop up. Bye. I need those. I need those. <laughs> <laughs> Where's she going? Yeah. She looks really cute. Like styled in her shorts. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh. Okay, so your name's Janie Dixon, but Jane Allen Design is the name of your... That's the umbrella, right, for your company? How did you pick Jane Allen Design? So, um, Allen is actually my my husband's grandfather's name. And he is the man who, when I first moved here, he um, connected me with a jeweler in town and said, you know, you need to be his friend. He likes... He likes to go to Dallas. He likes to do big city things because here I am coming from New York to Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, anyway, Sid, the um, jewelry store owner, and I, he's hes the one who believed in me and really pushed me to create Jane Allen because he was part of the person that I, you know, I kept coming to him saying like, look, Sid, we got to have something that's not going to break the bank for these husbands that are wanting to buy something. Um, for their wives or these women that are decorating their homes or putting their children through school, but something that's going to last a little bit longer than, or look nicer than what you're going to find, you know, at your big box store or whatever else. So anyway, um, to honor, to honor um, Paul's grandfather, that's where I came up with Alan. So, yeah. And I thought it kind of also, I didn't want to ever name, I'm not one to be um, big on myself, so I never wanted like Jamie Dixon, you know, something like that. I just wanted something that sounded like a name, but, but wasn't, um, but yeah, yeah. What, honored. I just so, assumed wait. it was like a nickname. Like Janie was your nickname. Like your name was Jane Allen. <laughs> and then Jane. I've done, I've done, um, other podcast interviews and the girl was like, this is Jane Allen. I was like, you know, I mean, and I, it is, I am Jane Allen, but, but it's interesting. And then like, you'll mention the traditionalist earlier. I was like, just wanted to make sure that I am Janie Dixon, not, you know, not Jane Allen, which is, it's kind of funny. I don't know. You know, I'm just evolving. We're just all yeah. evolving. Please. You're becoming your brand. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, we have to do our famous popcorn with you because you're so interesting and we have to know all the things that you would just say if we ask you just our random popcorn question. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. Okay. If I was to say, Janie Dixon, who's your favorite designer? Who would you say? Oh. Oh. Depends on my personality, Courtney. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Um, I'd have to say right now, and it's because I'm doing a little bit of work for her, is Leela Rose. I love Leela. She is phenomenal, both in person and in her designs. I think she is timeless. 
um, and colorful and fun, but then yet there's just this air of sophistication. And um, I would want someone to be like, oh, there's Jamie Dixon's style. Yes, Leela Rose, they definitely go hand in hand, you know. That's That's good. All right, what is your go-to look? Cotton dress. That is like my, like, I mean, y'all can see me right now, but I, this whole dress trend of this whole prairie lady look, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just because again, I have a two year old that I'm chasing after and he's wiping her avocado hands on me. Um, I am running through carpal line and I don't have time to look put together, but a dress is easy for me to style. And, um, yeah, I think a cotton dress would be definitely the best for me. It's hot down there in Louisiana, too. That's right. <laughs> okay, which brings me to my next question. If you could pick a decade, Prairie Lady, to live in, what <laughs> decade would you pick? Uh, 50s. 50s. And the clothing was just so divine. My grandmother, so my grandfather was, um, my grandfather's family owned department stores. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandmother had this, like, wildly sophisticated style but then even furthermore she had a lot of things at her fingertips so I look back at her clothing and I'm like oh I wish I wish people were that feminine and regal um, as they were back then mm-hmm. right you've mentioned a lot about grandfathers and and husbands do you style men um no you know I have <laughs> a lot of clients that is a hard no too because it is like it's so different. And I grew up, like my father was in a pair of khaki pants and a collared shirt for all of his days. You know, I mean, like quintessential East Coast Southern is my family and upbringing. And um, I've had one client was like, oh, I'm going to California. Can you pack me? And then can you just throw some things together for my husband? I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I walked into his closet and it was just, you know, it's it. And I also feel funny I have such a background in women's fashion like I've you know done my gamut and things men I've done nothing so I feel like it'd be unfair to charge for, <laughs> yeah. for my but if you had to pick the best dressed man in Hollywood who would you pick mm, I think George Clooney dresses Ooh, really hands well. down mm-hmm. hands down mm-hmm. well something that you do and do well is party styling yes so Give us your number one party entertaining styling tip. I think the biggest thing is um, not to block the conversation on a table. You know, like there's some people who like put these massive floral arrangements or things and that just cuts a conversation. Um, But I also think the number one thing that I would tell everybody is do whatever you're going to do. And then about 30 minutes before, pour yourself a drink, turn on the music enjoy yourself. Let it happen. Yeah. And let it happen Mm -hmm. because as a hostess, no one's going to care about the shape of the drink or the color of whatever, if they're not having a good time, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And based on that for the pop-up party, what is something you always have in your pantry or fridge or both? Ooh, you know, I told my husband last night, I'm going to, we always have simple syrup in our fridge. No questions asked, homemade simple syrup, but I'm going to start this summer having different flavors for different cocktails. Um, but it's just something, you know, like a rosemary or a mint or like an orange or something, because even if somebody's not drinking alcohol, it's always fun and festive to have a drink. Oh, it is. I love that. That's, and it's such an easy thing to do. Really? Sugar and water. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. And what about a snack? 
food. There's this thing in Charlotte, North Carolina called five o'clock crunch for, um, it's, you can buy it at Reed's. Oh my gosh, it's the best snack mix ever. And I think, you know, everybody wants to deny it, but everybody loves a good snack. Just like a, a munch. Good, yeah. Just a munch. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's always in my pantry. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. Too. <laughs> we'll, have get, we'll have to get that link. We want to come down to Louisiana. Uh-huh. Oh, and you talk about some other snack mix, but this Cajun flair down here, it's been a whole new world for me. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I, would, I would need a lot of antacid if I was down there. <laughs> it's a different breed of cat down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Janie, it's been so good talking to you today. We have loved getting to know you. We feel like you're just... A Louisiana friend of ours. And uh, anyway, we're so happy for all that you're doing. Well, thank you all so much. This is so fun to have or to be able to talk with you all. And I just so appreciate you all sharing everybody's story with, you know, with the world. So Mm -hmm. thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Well, can I tell you how excited I was to talk with Janie Dixon today. You're my best friend. <laughs> she doesn't know it, but I feel like she's like my best friend. I know. If I could bring her to Jackson, <laughs> I would. Yeah. I want her to do my house. Uh-huh. I want her to do my closet. Yeah. I want her to get me up every morning and say, this is what you're wearing. Yeah. And I feel like I would be like, okay, yeah, this is me. Yeah, y'all connect on a, another level. <laughs> and have always and since, I mean, we just love it when you guys write and talk to us through comments and DMs, because that's how we get to know, like, who our listeners are. And she has always been the best about, oh, y'all look cute today. Cute mm-hmm. shades. And yeah. You're like, Thanks. Love your jewelry. Love your earth. And then do you remember when she sent us the jewelry? Oh, I died. Died. <laughs> Unbelievable in the packaging, so mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then Brock gave you something. Yeah, well, so that's how, something. Yeah, that's how this all started. Yeah. Was I, I found her on Instagram and just fell in love with the jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, this is like timeless, but fun yeah. and modern. Yeah. And I wanted some, we put it on our Christmas list. That was my Christmas list yeah. gift on the wish list. Right. And um, so I got a pair of earrings. And when I got the earrings for Christmas, it was a whole thing. Yeah. The note, the just all of it, like you just said, the whole package. And then from there, it was just like, I, I had, haven't taken the earrings out. Yeah. That was two years ago. Uh-huh. And I wear them almost every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's just so dang cute. Mm-hmm. And then she sent us those rings during COVID. I wear that every day. Mm-hmm. I wear that all during Birmingham. It's it's a part of my like ring stack. Yeah. Like I put it on with everything. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do too. I do too. And it's like both of the two rings that we have, like your ring is your style. Totally. The ring I have is my style, uh-huh. which that's what I love about that. Yeah. That her brand, her jewelry. Yeah. It's something for everybody. I know. Mm-hmm. But she just looks so cute in her little cotton dress. See, I need to think about things mm-hmm. like that more, mm-hmm. you know? I, yeah. ha- I feel like sometimes I have two ways. I'm like, up and going out. Or I'm like, somebody needs to check my pulse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe Take the barefoot dreams cardigan <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> maybe that's just like summer or when I'm exhausted or what. But I either put the effort in or I do not. But if I had a cute block print dress like what she had on... I would put that on with flip-flops yeah. and still air sneakers and a hat and go on my way. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. I need to, like, edit my workout clothes, too. When she said oh. that, I was like, oh, God, I'm really bad about that. Because uh-huh. I have my favorites that I like, you mm-hmm. know, and I'll put those back on. And those are the ones that need to go. Oh, for then sure. no, the comment that she said about the ones you pass over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can. I've got two pairs right now that I can tell you. I just pass. I just, they're just not comfortable to wear, and I don't like them. And when, I mean... When I take them off, it's like a can of biscuits. You know? Yeah, I pull yeah. them off, and yeah. everything just shoots every direction. And so I'm just like, I don't like wearing those. They don't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. 
Get rid of them. Get rid of them. And her styling too. Yeah. I mean, just the her Instagram is beautiful. Those parties, mm-hmm. like I said, I want her to come and like mm-hmm. throw a party. Yeah, let's have a party. Well, we could do that anyway. <laughs> but we need her to style it. Yeah, true. You know, and it's funny that you're saying that too because you are such a shopper. I am. You are a really online shopper. I'm an online shopper, and I'm a I'm very particular about what I buy, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. it is during the night. When I have taken some sort of melatonin or sleeping pill, <laughs> I told you the story about my friend that ordered the Barbie heads and all that stuff. No, well, I had my first. Okay, well, we had a friend growing up, and she had some major sleeping problems, and so they gave her a prescription of Ambien. And one day, she got out of her like she she was working from home. She's a pharmacist. And the she heard like you know the beep the beep of like a big truck when it starts backing up like mm-hmm. the beep beep beep. Yeah. She was like, "Why is there a movie van backing up to my door?" And he starts unloading these boxes that are the size of like a dorm refrigerator, right? So mm-hmm. not huge. I mean, huge, but big boxes, big boxes, mm-hmm. like box after box. And he's like, you know, there's more. Let's say her name was. Sarah, there's more Sarah coming. There's more. And she was like, okay, now what is this? And so we gave her the purchase order. And it was, remember the Barbie heads, the the life-size Barbie heads that sometimes you could put like hot rollers in? Yeah. She ordered 42 of them in the middle of the night. (laughs) What? She went back. She found the order. It was 3 3 a.m., like 3.30 a.m. She had ordered these Barbie heads and ordered 42 of them. Forty-two mm-hmm. Barbie and heads. And it was, it was while she was on Ambien. Oh, my gosh. Of course, it's become way less. This is They took it off the market for a while. They they thought that it woke up part of your brains that were not awake during a certain time. Anyway, but now you can get it again at a low dose or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's still... Do you ever take melatonin or anything? I, I take melatonin, but not Ambien. My friend in Knoxville, she broke her foot on Ambien. She had taken some Ambien and then it like, I guess it just hadn't really worn off. You must go to sleep too. Yeah. Yeah. When she, she guess she jumped up and her body was still asleep and it was like time to get up. And she, when she did it, her foot, she broke her foot. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It was like her body wasn't awake yet. I had a friend that went through the phone book calling people. Oh my gosh. It's like crazy pills. You do. But so anyway, there's this whole thing. Well, you just killed me with your story in Birmingham. About the purchase that you made on Ambient. I know. And we were going to put it in our stories. And then I was like, you know what? It's too funny. We got to save it for the podcast. So we were in Birmingham and all of our stuff was everywhere because we took my car down. And I was like, oh, I forgot to show you my new purchase. And you were like, you were like, what is it? What? And I, y'all, there is, there's this box that came in the mail and it were these two plastic <clears throat> this box came in the mail and there were these two plastic hooks and I thought, now what is this? Like it kind of looked like a can opener, but <laughs> <laughs> what could this it also kind of looked like a command strip. Like I couldn't figure out if the two went together, if they went apart. And so I literally no clue, no recollection came to me. I was looking like, did somebody send this to me? Is this like a note? I thought it may have been something for say at Southern. And so I Googled the name on the box and it was like 
Um, I ever even forget what the name of it is, but it's something, it's a hook that hooks on to your headrest bars. You know the bars that go up for your headrest. You hook it on there and you can hang your purse. <laughs> it's a purse hanger for your car. On the back of your seat. Not a command strip. Not a command strip. Not a can opener. I don't, and they're kind of, I mean, they were for a piece of plastic. They were kind of expensive and I just died laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, I totally ordered this on Ambien. <laughs> and I mean, they, I, sh- I wish it would have been like a YSL bag or something and been like, I don't know. Jason, I don't know what where it came from. Yeah, but anyway, so it is hanging in my purse. But the problem is, is you can't really reach around to, to like get it off the hook. Well, I think you need to put it on the passenger seat. Yeah, I do. That way, you just can reach and grab. You don't have to reach behind you because you're going to hurt yourself. And yeah, I'm going to pull you on your purse. <laughs> now I've got the chiropractor. Yeah, it's going to be all bad. <laughs> well, I did hang my hat there the other day. And anyway, when Sarah was in the car with me, she was dying over this. I mean, you were in the floorboard while I was telling you the story. And I was like, look, it's perfect for your mask. <laughs> I'll stop. put a picture. So everybody yeah, we it. need a picture. Yeah. We're going to need a picture. I'll put a picture in the link. Hanger for sure. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so funny. Such so a life. Birmingham was so fun, It too. was. Best it was. time ever. I cannot wait to see these videos. We have to give a shout-out to our crew, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the crew with Neon Media... You know, you do something like this, and you never know how it's going to go. I mean, you've always... It's not like an Olin Mills photo shoot, right? No. no. These people are with you all day. We do lunch together. We do dinner together. And it's because... We like them so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And it is true, like, while while we are on the go all day long, it's yeah. like there's a lot of kind of downtime. Yeah. Like, go, 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 sit, sit, sit. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, get the lighting right, and mm-hmm. then we're sitting with the sound guy, you know? Yeah. And so there's a whole... It's a production. It's yeah. a true production. And so I was so impressed with how much time they took and went that extra mile just yes. for us to make it right. Yeah. Like... We got the shot. We got what we needed, but let's do a few more. Yeah, because Courtney, when here, you turned, it was a little. The Sarah stomp was a little strong on that. Let's We're do it again. Back up. Let's do it again, Sarah. Yeah. Not so much stomping. Stomp. Okay, yeah. Just, y'all. Sarah is. She can turn. She can do a ballpoint turn. You know it. She can pivot like nobody's <laughs> business. But she loves to add a stomp at the end of her pivot. I don't know if it's like. Well, the first time we did it, they told me like they did. turn and stomp. Yeah. And so it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I can't wait for y'all to see the turn and stomp. You will get to see it in the Sarah intro. Stomp. I love it. But we did that again in Birmingham. Yeah. Got it mastered now. Yeah. Um, but it's just so fun. And we've gotten to see some of the videos. And they're amazing. Yeah. We can't wait to release those. Cannot out. wait to share those with everybody. Yeah. So, so fun. Yeah. So fun meeting Janie Dixon today. Love her. I need some more of her jewelry. <laughs> she needs to come to the getaway. She needs to come to the getaway. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Thanks for listening today. See you guys. Bye.